interrupt me. Hello, welcome to another episode of Girl and Interrupted. This is Lisa here again. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening to this, it's Wednesday, the day after election day, and there is a new governor in Florida and in Atlanta, and I'm talking like this because I'm recording this on Tuesday, so I don't know what the world is going to look like tomorrow. So I'm hoping that when you're listening to this, you're in better days, that everybody went out and they did everything that they needed to do and they voted to make the U.S. a better place. I'm going to stop talking about that now because I'm getting anxiety thinking about it. (laughs) But before we jump into this week's topic, I just want to dedicate this episode to my mother, Joanne Lynn, who passed away 11 years ago today. It's always really hard with me dealing with my mom's death anniversary, but it feels better this year. I'm working through it. Therapy is definitely helping me. And plus, she was the epitome of this week's topic, feminism. I also named this episode the She Woman Man Haters. One, because it came from the Little Rascals, and I think that's hilarious. Me and my brother used to watch that movie all the time. And then, plus, I think that's what people think that we are. They think that feminists are man-haters, and that could not be further from the truth. But anyway, when I was younger, I had an amazing U.S. history teacher named Mr. Wong, who was great at every aspect of being a teacher, the best teacher ever that I could ever ask for. But because he was our U.S. history teacher, of course, we learned about the feminist movement as well as the civil rights movement. But for some odd reason, I always felt like I had to choose between being black and a woman, even at a young age. And of course, this is because I didn't really have a concept of intersectionality and the fact that both of them can be mutually exclusive. I didn't really know any of that. But All of this happened because in our history books, it never talked about all of the black women who are part of the feminist movement or all the feminist black women who are part of the civil rights movement. Majority talked about the men. So all of this really skewed my view of everything. But I definitely saw a lot of similarities of Elizabeth Cady Stanton and my mother, my sister, and my aunt, and my grandmother, and all the women in my life. So to me, the feminist movement felt more like home because I was raised by women. So I started to read books like the Women's Bible and Well-Behaved Women Seldom Make History. And although I was extremely inspired by all of these books, none of these books talked about women who look like me. It was like I was forgotten. So I turned to the Black Panther movement, to the Civil Rights Movement. There I saw a lot of Black empowerment, so it made me feel great to be Black. But as a woman, I only saw them being pushed aside and being told that their Blackness comes first and that their womanhood comes second. So this was honestly being reinforced in my family life as well. I saw black men constantly being dismissive to the women in their lives or constantly pushing them to the side. So I understand why some people are hesitant to call themselves feminists because the feminist rights movement did not include trans people or black people. But it's also really hard to find so much pride in blackness sometimes because of the way that 
women are being treated in the black community or have been treated in the black community for years. So all of that really is understandable and I get it and I've been dealing with that for a long time. But now in today's time, feminism means something completely different from me. Feminism is all about lifting up all female identifying people. Feminism is about having the right to define what it means to be a woman on your own and not being persecuted because of that. It is also about fighting sexism and sexual exploitation and oppression and unequal pay. It's about throwing away the idea that femininity is inferior to masculinity, which means that men can also have the right to express their emotions, to be victims of assault, and to be as feminine as they want to be. So feminism isn't just for women. Feminism is for everyone. But this episode isn't about explaining to others what feminism is. If you didn't know, now you know. But I wanted to focus this episode on how to be a better feminist. Because we need to know that. Because within the feminist movement, we have so many issues. And I want to combat those. You guys are the ones that I want to talk to because you're the ones that power this whole movement that we are in today. You power the Me Too movement. You power the women's rights movement. You power all of that. So we're going to focus on that today. Number one of how to be a good feminist is to understand that being a feminist doesn't mean I don't want or need a man, always showing your body, and that all men are trash. But also understand that some women don't need or want men. And some women take pride in covering themselves up in that some men are truly, truly trash. So this includes, of course, Middle Eastern women who enjoy covering up themselves and other people who look at feminism in a different way. People do not have to act a certain way just because they identify as female. This has been a problem in numerous areas. Example is just because you take pride in wearing what you want and showing as much skin as you want doesn't mean that you are more of a feminist than those who genuinely don't feel comfortable doing so. Or that some women are generally empowered by being domestic. That doesn't make them any less aware, any less of a feminist than you are. We all have our own individualized morals and standards of how we express ourselves and how we live our life as women. So it's important that we embrace other women who might not have the same outlook on their gender performance as you do. We don't want to skew our activism to match our specific personal life choices. If you don't want to shave, girl, don't shave. That's completely fine. But just because someone else does, doesn't make them less aware or or less of a feminist. It's just a personal choice that they have. And sometimes we put our personal ideas or our personal choices off on other people. I've done that plenty of times as well. So it's hard to check on yourself and to check yourself about that because we view ourselves in such a high esteem when we're feminists because we want to make sure that we are doing all the things that we need to do in order to fight patriarchy or to fight misogyny. But everybody has their own fight and everybody fights their fight in a different way, in their own unique way. And that's completely fine. Number two is women ridding themselves of the internalized misogyny they have been conditioned to carry since childhood is paramount to the feminist cause. 
And this is not just internalized misogyny. This is your internalized homophobia. This is your internalized transphobia. This is all of the racism that is in you. This is us doing our work on ourselves so that we can be better people in the feminist movement. So this means asking yourself the hard questions. If you are a white feminist, do you support the Black Lives Matter movement? Why aren't you supporting black women? What is it about it that's stopping you from supporting women? Because they're women. We are women. If you are black, do you support Muslims? Do you stand up for them? That's our job to stand up for Muslim women. We need to do that. And as a woman, period, do you cringe at the thought, as a cis woman, do you cringe at the thought of your significant other being with a trans person in their past? That's transphobia. Like you have to dig within yourself and think about that because are you really being a feminist? Are you really being an ally if you have your own internalized hatred for somebody who identifies as something else? Like you have to really think about that and think about the things that you do on a daily. Um, These are important questions to ask ourselves so that we can overcome some internalized racism Islamophobia, transphobia, whatever other phobia that a person can have when they are not dealing with themselves and dealing with the way that they've been conditioned to look at the world. Being a feminist means supporting all women, not the ones that just look or love or pray like you. And number three is standing up for women in our day-to-day lives. So that means standing up for your fellow women as well as believing them. Not just saying that you do, but actually doing it. So when a woman comes to you and tells you something, listen to them. Listen to them. When a woman is hurting and you see a woman being harassed on the street, when you see her being mistreated, do something and say something. You have to stand up for your fellow women. This is things that we can do every in everyday life. And this is specifically towards white women seeing women of color being harassed by other white people. Stand up and say something. Use your privilege because all of us have it. All of us have some type of privilege. Use that privilege for good. Go out of your way to protect and stand up for your fellow women because trust me, we need it. Nobody else is doing it. Nobody else is going to stand up for us. So if you see it happening, say something or don't call yourself a feminist. I think that All of these things are things that everybody can do. You can understand that everybody is not like you and accept that. You can learn about yourself and read more and and pay attention to your actions to make sure that you aren't being the trash that you're fighting against. And you can stand up for women in your day-to-day lives. Say something whenever a woman is being mistreated or disrespected or disregarded. You can do these things or just don't call yourself a feminist because this is what it is all about. This is what it is all about. This is our struggle. This is what we want. We want to stand up for each other. We want to make sure that we're getting equal pay. We want to stop oppression. Okay, so that was all of my little suggestions of things that you could do to become a better feminist. And I want to move on to the question segment. I am loving the fact that you guys are sending questions to me. I did not think that I was going to get questions from anyone. I promise you each time I get one, it is so surprising. But today I'm only going to do two. 
because um, I'm going to actually go to the beach and try to celebrate my mother's death day in a good way. But our first question is, does being with a man make me less of a feminist? I just think that people have to stop thinking that feminism equals hatred of men. Feminists hate misogyny and patriarchy. If you equivalent that to men, then you need to evaluate yourself and figure out why you are a misogynistic and patriarchal person. That's something that you have to deal with. But that is not what a feminist is. You can definitely be with a man. What's stressful is whether or not that man is misogynistic or not. But this is the same question that people get with Black people dating outside of their race, as people say, dating the oppressor. It's only a problem if your significant other secretly or openly hates you or thinks that you are inferior because of one of your identities. So, no, it doesn't make you less of a feminist. The fact that you ask that question means that you don't really understand what a feminist is. So I suggest you rewind and listen to what I said earlier. (laughs) All right, question number two. I have two sons, so it was really not even a question. So this wasn't a question. It's more of a statement. I have two sons, so I can't afford to be a feminist. Um, When I read this, I kind of cringed because I was like, why is this question so ignorant? Um, Like I said earlier, feminism knocks down the myth of gender roles. We are literally saying that just because I have certain genitalia or that just because I identify as a certain gender does not mean that I have to perform a certain way. It is saying that just because I am a woman doesn't mean that I have to be overly emotional, domestic, saying that um, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I have to do such and such, such and such, such and such. Saying this helps both sexes. Men are taught that they can't express their emotions. Um, They have been taught this since birth. Just like most women have been taught to serve and to compromise since birth, men have been taught certain things since birth too. We are calling these things out for being unfair and simply saying that they are untrue, that that's not the way that we naturally are. And this is a gender role that has been subjected onto us and that we want to fight against. Don't you want your sons to have the freedom to be themselves? Don't you want your sons to have the freedom to be emotionally healthy and responsive? Don't you want your sons to not have to fit in a box? Don't you want your sons to grow up and not disrespect women? I I mean, if not, that's completely fine. But as a feminist, um, I know that a man's biggest fear is of a woman laughing at him and a woman's biggest fear is of a man killing them. So my concerns will always and forever be with the safety of women. And if I ever had sons, they'll be feminists as well. So if you don't want your, you can't be a feminist because you say you have sons. Again, that's because you don't understand what feminism is all about. And I suggest you rewind this back and listen to that. Um, If you do and then you still say this, then I feel sorry for your sons because now they have gender roles placed upon them. And you are now teaching them to act a certain way, which oppresses women. All right. (laughs) That got a little 
deep. And it's only because I see how this hurts women. I see things happen every single day as a victim of sexual assault. As a person who worked with millions of men and had them try to dismiss me all the time and all of that. I just see how hurtful misogyny and patriarchy is. So I just get a little frustrated when people take it as it being something that is not. But thank you so much for your questions and comments. I love that you guys are sending me things. Um, but that's the end of this episode. I hope that by the time you listen to this again, that we have made history in Florida and in, in Atlanta. And if not, this country is going to shit. So I'm going to send you away with all the love that I can possibly give you because if we didn't do what we need to do, then we're going to need it. May you take pride in being a woman. May you hold your head high and walk around the world like the queens that you are. And may you show the world that the future is truly female. Until next week. Bye.